Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoyed listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. If you turn your Bibles to John, chapter chapter 8 is what we'll spend most of our time in. There's one verse still left at the end of chapter 7. The Gospel of John, chapter 8. Have you ever been caught? <laughs> like, you did something wrong, and you were caught. And there was no denying it, and the hammer was going to come down. There was a woman in this story tonight that was in that kind of a position. She was caught in the act, and... Her accusers were saying, let let the punishment come. you got to stone her. And they brought her to Jesus. And they asked what should be done. Tonight we're going to see how Jesus shows compassion on this woman. And also how He doesn't let up about His standard. He does still hold a high standard. The highest standard of all. Yet in the midst of that, there's compassion. John chapter 7, beginning in verse 53, says, Are you from. Sorry. Then each one of them went to his own house. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery. And placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now, in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. What do you say? This they said to test him that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, They went away one by one, beginning with the older ones, and Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word. Lord, we thank You that uh, You have spoken to us. We thank You that You have given us this story. It is such an encouragement. And Father, we pray that You would give us ears to hear and eyes to see tonight. Help us to see where we fit in all of this. Father, we 
pray that you would be with me. Give me strength. I am a weak sinner. I need your strength. I need your grace. Lord, give me grace as I preach your word in Jesus' name. Amen. The first thing I need to talk about is not really about the meaning of the passage. If you notice, if you're looking at the text in your Bible, and I think it's up on there, if uh, Addy, you go ahead and show the first slide of the scripture. Yeah. Notice there's a bracket at the beginning. What do those brackets mean? If you've got a Bible in front of you, you look at the footnotes, you'll say, earliest manuscripts don't have this. Okay? Now, this has been a disputed thing, a disputed text from very, very early. Um, in fact, we don't have any Greek manuscripts before the 6th century, about 500 years after Jesus, that actually contain this story. And what we do have, um, some manuscripts that we have, you find it in Luke in a few different places. And some manuscripts that we have find it in different places in John. So it's what you would call a floating text. So most uh, scholars will say this probably wasn't original to the Gospel of John. Now then, what do we say of it if it's not original to the Gospel of John? Well, it was a very ancient story, and it did circulate. This story did circulate among the early Christians and probably what happened was someone was telling an authentic story about Jesus, that this really did happen. And the early church decided we need to accept this and they needed to find a place for it. And some fitted in that place in Luke because it fit well with some of the vocabulary that was there. Um, and then some placed it in John because it seemed to fit the context here. Of those, uh, It probably wasn't written by John but you can tell when you listen to it, this story's about Jesus, isn't it? This story tells us about the character of Jesus, about the compassion of Jesus. It's just clear it has the marks. This is authentic. Now, let's talk about what it is. They each went to his own house. We don't know what the context was. Like it, it, it probably didn't fit right, right there. They each went to his own house, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. You know, the place where he prayed during the week before the crucifixion when the disciples fell asleep. And early in the morning, he came again to the temple. Just as he had been teaching in the temple during his ministry, he came back again. And all the people came to him. And, they sat, and he sat down and taught them. Now, sitting down isn't usually how we teach, is it? Uh, I mean, maybe in a Sunday school class. But when we come here, it'd be kind of strange if, if I sat down in a chair and began to preach. Now, some of the churches nowadays are doing that. In fact, we were visiting a place this morning. They actually had a guy sitting up on a screen. They, it, was a, it was a piped-in remote. And uh, uh, the guy that was doing the preaching was sitting down in a chair. Maybe he's uh, taking his cues from what Jesus did in his own ministry. Um, but in that time, uh, uh, sitting down was a seat of authority. And, and uh, Jesus, whenever he confronted the Pharisees, he said, you want to sit in the seat of Moses. Um, sitting down while teaching was considered a, a kind of authority. The scribes and the Pharisees 
While he was sitting down teaching, the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and placing her in the midst. They said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Jesus was there teaching. And the scribes and the Pharisees, they, they were always trying to trip Jesus up, weren't they? Notice, um, it says the scribes and the Pharisees. Um, just not really important to what we're, we're saying, but I, I, just a, another evidence of, of um, this is probably not original to John. Um, nowhere else in the Gospel of John does he reference the scribes. He talks about the Pharisees, but not the scribes. Uh, that's more typical of the other Gospels. So the scribes and the Pharisees, they bring this woman who'd been caught in adultery. And they ask Jesus what they're to do. The law commands to stone such a one. Um, as, we were, uh, as I was trying to figure out what are we going to do for our Old Testament Scripture reading tonight, I thought, uh, well, you know, we could go look at the law that was written there that these Pharisees and these scribes are referencing Uh, We could go look at at Leviticus or Deuteronomy where this law about stoning a woman who's caught in adultery is found. And and, uh, I I sat in bed and read those to Amy last night and she said, that's probably not appropriate for mixed company. (laughs) But you you can go and you can read those in Leviticus and in Deuteronomy. Uh, And the long and the short of it is um, if, if an engaged woman if an engaged woman is found to have uh, been unfaithful during this betrothal period, the commandment was to take her out and to stone her. And then it follows that up by saying if a, if a, if a married woman is found, then, then both the man and the woman should also be stoned. Or not, It doesn't even say stoned. It just says should be put to death. And the Jewish law at the time, uh, somehow they thought this was a little bit more humane. Uh, They thought that for a married woman, since it didn't command stoning for a married woman, that strangling would be better. That was what the Jewish law was. Um, Anyway, they bring this woman out. And they're, they're putting Jesus on the spot. They're trying to trap Him. Because they know Jesus is known for His compassion, known for His healing, yet He's got to stand up for the law. He's got to stand up for what was written in God's Word. So they bring this woman out and they say, this is what Moses says. This is what Moses says we're to do. We're supposed to stone this woman. We're supposed to put her to death. What do you say, Jesus? Come on, what do you say? You can hear Him just kind of egging Jesus on maybe. Jesus was not disturbed. While they were coming with this test to try to see what Jesus was going to do, to try to trap Him, if He goes on the side of lenience, they're going to say He wasn't following the law. If they say, yes, do what the law says, stone her, then the the Jewish authorities didn't have the authority to stone anyone at that time. The Roman government was in control. If they stoned someone, that would be, uh, pro, you know, it would be a, an accusation against Jesus that he was inciting a riot. So Jesus 
They were trying to come and trap Jesus with this scenario. Jesus, what did He do? He just bends over and He starts writing in the dirt. Using His finger, He just starts writing in the dirt. Some have said maybe He was doodling. Just kind of taking time to think about how to respond. Some have said maybe He was writing down all the sins of all the people that were bringing her an accusation. Or maybe the names of the people who had done the same thing. One uh, suggestion is maybe He was writing out the Scripture passage that I did have Amy read. Not to join someone in entrapment, basically. Not to join someone and being a false witness. And that's what these men were doing. They were coming disingenuously. Their goal was not to see God's righteousness lifted up. Their goal was to see Jesus trapped. So Jesus, whatever He was writing, just sat and wrote in the dirt. And the Pharisees and the scribes, they became impatient. They were wondering, what are you going to do, Jesus? What do you want us to do? And they continued to ask Him. So He stood up and said to them, let Him who is without sin among you be the first to cast a stone at her. You know what the Jewish law commanded when a person was to be stoned for such a thing? The witness was the one who was supposed to throw the first stone. The witnesses were the ones by Jewish law. Because why would you want somebody who wasn't a witness, who didn't see what happened, be the one who would be throwing those first stones? You want someone who was obviously uh, secure that they knew this sin had happened, being the first ones to throw the stones, and everybody else would join in with them. But Jesus, instead of saying, let the ones who saw her do it, cast the first stone. He says, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. You can tell it must have been quiet. How would they respond? You can imagine, it doesn't text us, tell us here in the text, but you can imagine as these Pharisees and these scribes were, were standing there with stones in hand ready and they hear Jesus' response, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. You can just imagine hearing stones begin to drop. And it tells us that uh, the Pharisees and the scribes, the crowd that was ready to stone her, they began to walk out, beginning with the oldest, beginning with the elders of the group. They were the wiser ones. They were the ones who best knew their own hearts. You can think a young man, a young person, can be prideful and think, be self-righteous. But the oldest ones, they were the wiser ones. And they, they knew Jesus had them. They dropped their stones and they went out. And you can just imagine how each one beginning with the oldest, just walked away unable to do anything about it. And Jesus was just down on the ground writing again. And Jesus stood up again. He looked over the woman. He said, where are they? Where are, 
where are all your accusers? I thought we were having a trial here. Where'd they go? The woman. Said, there's no one here, Lord. And notice what she said. No one, Lord. She called Jesus for who He is. She called Him Lord. This was a confession. She wasn't just calling Him like the Pharisees and the scribes. She was calling Him Lord. The Pharisees and the scribes, they called Him Teacher. But this woman who was caught in adultery, she called Him Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. You know, He was the only one who could have said that. What did He tell the crowd? Let him who is without sin cast the first stone. But every one of them had sin. From the oldest to the youngest, they all had sin in their own lives. Maybe some of them were guilty of the same thing that she was guilty of. They all had sin in their life. And Jesus was the spotless, sinless Lamb of God. He never sinned one time. And He says to this woman with compassion, neither do I condemn you. If anyone was able to do it, it would have been Him. He was the one in that setting that was without sin. He could have been the one who took up that first stone and threw it at her. But He said, neither do I condemn you. And then He says, from now on, sin no more. You know, you can look at this text and you can think, well, Jesus just kind of swept things under the rug. Jesus just, He, he had so much confa- compassion that He just let her go. But He didn't just let her go. What did He say? Sin no more. He still took her sin seriously. He told her, go and sin no more. He told her she needed to repent of her sin, to turn away from her old way of life and walk a new life. She was confessing Him as Lord. She believed in Him. And He was telling her to repent, to turn away and walk a new life. This is an amazing story. And maybe John didn't write it. But it's, it's got Jesus all over it. Jesus is the spotless Lamb of God. He never sinned. He took away our sin. He takes sin seriously. He doesn't wipe it under the rug. But He had to go to the cross so that we could be forgiven. He couldn't just say, well, it's okay. It's okay. I'm just a loving God and I can just... It doesn't matter. I'd be like a grandfather. No. Sin was so serious that He had to die so that we could be forgiven. So maybe you find yourself burdened with a load of sin. It may not be the sin of this woman, but some other sin. You only, only you know what, what burden you carry. 
What burden? What would Jesus say to you? Your accuser, the devil, comes at you and and says, look at that one. Look at him. He's filthy. He's a sinner. He deserves hell. That's what the accuser says. But Jesus is our intercessor. Jesus stands before the throne of God pleading on our behalf saying, count my blood to them. Count my sacrifice, what I did to them. My righteousness to them. When we're weighed down, burdened by our sin, by our distress, Jesus says to us, get up, go, and sin no more. Neither do I condemn you. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You can find yourself standing there or sitting there in the position of that woman with the accuser with his finger pointing at us. And Jesus stands there and says, neither do I condemn you. Your sin was put on Me. And My righteousness is given to you. Go and sin no more. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.wordpress.com or you can like us on Facebook. Facebook.